You're listening to The Big Show with George Russick and Matty Rose on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Hour number three. It's The Big Show. Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. I know this doesn't fit in Patrick's window of Halloween music, but uh, watching this She-Wolf video by Shakira, big fan of her. She's very lovely. Halloween! Scary! Oh. She-Wolf. Oh. Sorry. Yeah. I'm just confused. Yeah, like this. Turn it up, GVP. See? She-Wolf. No, Patrick? That's the least scary ow I've ever heard. Okay, well. It sounds like my little pupper. Yeah. Yeah, she's so sweet. <laughs> Bottom of the hour, we're asking you at 960-960. Little baby zig. Give us the um <laughs> give us the horror movie that best describes the Calgary Flame season thus far. Oh. We'll do that at 830. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, me too. I have like very little context. I've been trying to ponder which one makes sense for me. Okay. And I don't know because my experience with horror movies is limited to say the least. Because you watch it through your fingers? Yeah. Well, I typically just go to bed and watch sports or okay. Family Guy or something like that instead. Maybe I'll go out on a limb and watch a treehouse of horror. Okay. <laughs> a lot of those. Yeah, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, the voice of the Calgary. What's your Flames? favorite one, Pat? Um, the one where all the advertisements yeah. become just large. Just don't look. Yeah. Just don't Paul look. Paul Anka. <laughs> Paul Anka guest star. That's a good one. Um, all right. Uh, he's the voice of the Calgary Flames on Sportsnet 960. Uh, Derek Wolfman Wills joins us here on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Good morning, sir. How are you? It's Derek uh, Wolfgang. Wolfgang. Is that oh, your middle Wolf- name? No, that's my confirmation name. Oh, okay. Which huh. I got to pick. You have to pick the name of a saint. Oh. And uh, I remember it was grade eight, so they gave us uh, a book of saints, and there was a Saint Wolfgang. Okay. So I wanted to be a, a little bit different than Peter or Paul or John, so I went with Wolfgang. Okay. Mm. What was Saint Wolfgang known for? Music? Music. <laughs> Uh, no, not Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, but sure. uh, I don't I don't know what Saint Wolfgang. Oh. He was a saint, so he must have been a pretty good guy. Okay, yeah. all right, uh, yeah. that's fair. Yeah. Um, have you yeah. warmed up from the Heritage Classic yet? You know what? It wasn't too bad. Uh, I didn't know that we were broadcasting from literally ice level. Yeah, as you guys know, because you did the pre pregame show from our broadcast location you were literally on the ice, touching the plexiglass. Uh, it, it was a really unique spot uh, and really cool to do a game from there. I wouldn't want to do every game from there. And one of the reasons why is because it was cold, but not freezing cold. I think it was plus three at puck drop. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did layer up and uh, the crew from Sportsnet TV took pretty good care of us, gave us the seat warmers and uh, a bunch of the heating packs for our, our feet and our hands. So between that and a toque and a scarf uh, and my headset, <laughs> I was warm enough. My toes were cold at the end, but uh, it was it was a great experience. Yeah, um, great atmosphere there. Uh, you got to love hockey. I, I've, I kept talking about it yesterday, uh, Derek, that you got to love hockey if you're sitting in the upper deck in that stadium with that wind. Like you got to love it to, to, to go there and bear the elements to watch an outdoor hockey game. Yeah, but it could be a lot worse, and it has been a lot worse oh, yeah. for uh, a lot of the outdoor games. Uh, 
I remember when I used to go to the Bills Dolphins game uh, in Orchard Park, New York, every year. Uh, you have to be a real football fan to sit uh, in the upper bowl of that stadium. Or you're just destroyed. Maybe a combination of both. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one might help a little bit with the other one. So, yeah, but you know what? Uh, it it was uh, quite a vantage point for us, but the fans were a long way from the ice surface because not only do you have a football field there, you've got a track that surrounds the football field. Mm-hmm. So uh, you had some diehard hockey fans there. A lot of Flames fans uh, made the drive up from Calgary, which was really cool to see. But you know what? It's uh, it's a unique experience. And just to, to be in the stadium for that, uh, I know it was a lot of fun for a lot of fans, more so for the Oilers fans than for Flames fans. But I think uh, a great uh, experience for everybody involved and a great job done by the league who really has perfected these outdoor games. You know, it yeah. took them a little while to kind of get a feel for how to, to, to make the experience uh, as best they could for the fans, but I think they've nailed it. Um, Derek, I've talked about this on the show a few times. Uh, from somebody who's been to a Buffalo Bills game in Buffalo, there's nothing like it, right? Literally animals go to those games because it's just the lowest common denominator. Well... I would go to those games. Uh, I'm not an animal, but, but you're a uh, Dolphins went, uh, fan. At times, yeah, here for my life. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'll never forget the one time I went, and the the Bills always beat the Dolphins, and the Dolphins had some really good teams led by Dan Marino, you know, during that time. But uh, the Bills had you know, Jim Kelly and Andre Reid and Thurman Thomas and Bruce Smith and and a team that went to four straight. Super Cornelius Bowl, so Bennett won. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, but I remember Don we Beebe. Sorry. In Mark the, Kelso, the, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, first row of the upper deck. And I would always make signs in my younger days. And I made a sign that said, Flutie is a flake. Because remember, they had the Flutie flake cereal? Yep. So I thought it was pretty clever. Yep. Uh, a certain Bills fan who was quite intoxicated didn't <laughs> like it as much as I did. Yep. So he proceeded to rip it out of my hands, uh, tear it apart, and start eating it. Mm. Now, this is a Bristol board sign. Yep. Was he staring into your soul when he was doing it? And he told me he was going to throw me over the rail. Oh. And so I decided to go get a hot dog. I (laughs) I thought it would be better to eat a hot dog than a Bristol board sign. Yep. Um, And then I I went and found another seat because I didn't want to go for a a flight over the rail into the lower bowl. Sounds like someone Uh, who's never tried Bristol board. Yeah. uh, In hindsight, Derek, (laughs) in hindsight, that was kind of on you for bringing that sign in. It wasn't a bad sign. Flutie is a flake. It, like most people laughed at it and thought it was huh. clever, but not this guy. No, no. he didn't like it. Uh, they're serious about their bills. He was either yeah. didn't like it or he was a little peckish. One yeah. of the two, <laughs> probably. <laughs> Just needed a little <laughs> bit of a hot dog, man. And, Come on. And he was been, some Flutie flakes. And he was drinking since six a.m. There's that too. Um, <laughs> yeah, you gotta make something to soak up that booze. Uh, we did a uh, like Bristol board. That's right. We mm-hmm. did a uh, little Flames trick or treat uh, so far on the season. And uh want to get your opinion on some of these names. I didn't pick the the usual suspects. Like, I didn't mention Huberto, Kadri, you know, Lindholm. I don't, I don't want to mention any of those guys. Trick or treat, flames list. Do you, you want me to go through it quickly and you can tell me trick or treat? Sure. Uh, first one, Noah Hannafin, trick or treat? Treat. Dan Vladar. Trick. AJ mm-hmm. Greer. Treat. Mark Savard. Mm. I'm going to say treat 
because Ooh. ultimately it's up to the players to go out there and execute what he's asking them to. And I don't think they're doing that. Dylan Dubé. Trick. Okay. I think we're pretty much on the same page there. You and Maddie I'm and Patrick. Most went uh, in a different direction with Mark Savard, but um, the power play looked like it had something going early in the year. And I think some guys are, are so frustrated and, and have lost so much confidence at this point that, uh, that the power play just, it's not clicking. I know they scored a goal in, in the Heritage Classic, but I think that snapped an 0 for 20 streak. So after starting three for eight, it's uh, gone one for something, one for 20 something. So uh, they've got to get that figured out because quite often uh, your top players who are on the power play, if the power play is clicking and they can pick up some confidence there, that carries over to five on five. So the fact that the power play is not working right now, I think uh, has impacted some guys uh, in other areas of the game as well. I think that was most evident on the five on threes yeah, in the Heritage Classic in the first period. Like it felt to me like there were guys out there who we all know don't have the point totals that they'd like to have and were trying to force plays that might end up getting something on the score sheet. I felt like Nazem Kadri yeah. shooting some pucks that you probably could have recycled and tried to get a better angle was maybe the primary thing for me. Did you notice the same? Yeah, I did. And, uh, I mean, outside of uh, a five-on-three power play goal, they, they didn't get a lot done on the power play. And I thought their, their one five-on-five or five-on-three uh, was really discombobulated. But, yeah, I do think that some guys are are trying to do too much and not shooting the puck enough, and then other guys are probably um, doing what they were taught to do over the last couple of years, and that's shoot from anywhere and everywhere, which basically leads to a turnover more often than not. But I really think that when you're struggling, whether it be individually or collectively, to score goals, sometimes you have to simplify. And I know that they're they're trying to get away from – low percentage shots, but I think there's something to be said about funneling pucks to the net and getting bodies to the net. And part two is probably more important than part one, because if you're just shooting and you don't get any traffic in front, chances are you're not going to score. They don't have a lot of guys who can score from distance. So you've got to do both of them. And I don't know if you guys see it the same way that I do. They're a one and done team right now. They're not getting a lot of second and third yep. chances. And in my opinion, you create those chances by getting guys to the net. They've had a really tough time getting to the middle of the ice to screen the goaltender, to tip shots, to pick up rebounds. That's what they have to do. They have to simplify. And right now, I think guys are almost trying to do too much and, and put the team on their back and, and score goals all on, the, on, the, on their own. They've got... To, to get some pucks to the net and then guys have to fight to get to the front. And if they don't start doing that, uh, I think it's going to be tough for them to score and tough for them to win. Is the lack of scoring the most frustrating part about watching this team right now? Oh yeah. Yeah. I think they're starting to figure out the defensive zone. That was an issue early in the season, but at least earlier in the season, they were getting a lot of sh shots. They were getting a lot of chances. They just weren't finishing them. Now it, it feels like they're, they're starting to get on the same page in the defensive zone, having gone from man-on-man -man to zone. Uh, but it's at the other end of the ice where they, they're not capitalizing on their chances, but they're not getting as many chances either. And I, I feel for Jacob Markstrom. I know last season was really tough for him. And this season, I would say nine games in, he's been their best player. 
And I asked him last week prior to the Heritage Classic, said, do, do you feel like you're giving the team a chance to win? And he was in a, a snarky mood that day. And he basically hmm. said, and this was the, the night after the Blues game. Uh, he basically said, uh, if I don't give up any goals, then we can get the game to overtime and get a point and maybe win it in overtime or a shootout. Well, that's not realistic. Uh, after Sunday's game against the Oilers, I hope my, uh, my memory is correct here. But since the start of last season, the Flames have scored zero goals or one goal in 18 of the 65 games he's played in. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. It's that, almost 30%. That's no good. You can't, you can't <laughs> win in this league scoring zero, and, and very rarely are you going to win in this league scoring one. They've got to start to score some goals because right now it feels like their goaltenders have to be perfect for them to have a chance to win, and that doesn't happen often. Yeah, goals against of one is, uh, yeah, not not happening very often, especially yeah. if you're a regular no. starter in this league. You're not going to be able to produce like that. What do you want to see more from this team as far as simplifying? Does that mean just getting everybody back to the neut- to the defensive zone? What do you want to see? Well, like I said, in the offensive zone, I, I think they just have to, to to simplify it by funneling pucks to the net and, and more importantly, getting bodies to the net. And just, I, I know that, that ice is hard to get to. Uh, teams don't want to let you stand in front of their goaltender, but you, you've got to find a way to do it. Uh, screen the goaltender, tip pucks, battle for rebounds. So that's one thing. At the other end of the ice, I, I do think they're starting to to kind of get the hang of, of their new way of uh, playing in the defensive zone. So that's a positive for me, uh, although they gave up way too much, uh, especially in the first half of that game against the Oilers on Sunday. But the Oilers, to their credit, were kind of shot out of a cannon. And, and that's, that's another thing that I think we need to see from the Flames moving forward, fellas. They've got to be ready to play. Uh, I, I mean, we, we talked about that game. Leading up to the Heritage Classic, we said that both teams should be really desperate and should have a lot of urgency. Well, the Oilers definitely did. And I know it was a home game for them, and there were more Oilers fans than Flames fans at Commonwealth Stadium on Sunday. But, you know, it's still kind of a home game. You're in your own own province, and you've got a lot of your fans in the stadium. So I was expecting the same from the Flames, and quite frankly, we didn't see it. I didn't mind their last 30 or 40 minutes, but I did not like their first 20 at all. And they had an opportunity with some power plays, and they just they didn't take advantage. So, And it could have been worse than 3-1 after one, in my opinion. They were kind of lucky to be still in the hockey game at that point, thanks in large part to their goaltenders. So uh, they, they've got to be ready to start. And they're not a team that can battle back from multiple goal deficits on multiple occasions as they tried to do on Sunday. You know, if they, if they can get the lead, then I think they can be a tough team to play against, but, you know, continuing to fall behind and and chasing games is not going to be a recipe for success. And you know what, bigger picture. Now they're chasing the season, fellas. They're, they're 31st overall. And I'm not saying that they, they can't get back into the playoff race. One thing that could potentially help them Sunday's game was the first game they played against another Pacific division team which means they've got lots of those games left and they're going to have to win most of them to get back into the playoff race at this point. Derek Wolfgang Wills uh, joining us in the Atlas <laughs> Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Big show, Russick and Rose, 960 to fan. Uh, I want to I wanna try to be a little positive here. W- what's the biggest difference you've seen outside of Jacob Markstrom uh, positive uh, vibes-wise here with this team this season compared to last? Oof. 
Well, I think the guys are all saying the right things. With the, the exception to that would be, and I know the fans kind of ate it up, but the, the comments that Nikita Zadorov made last week, I'm not saying that he was wrong. I was just a little bit surprised that those comments weren't made behind closed doors. And I, I do think that he ruffled some feathers, and maybe that's a good thing that he ruffled some feathers with those comments. But there was some pushback from some other members of the team, like Michael Backlund and Blake Coleman. Um, so that was a little bit concerning for me. But Nikita's, you know, I love him because he's honest. Even when I interview him one-on-one, he'll, he'll give honest answers, uh, whether people want to hear those, those honest opinions or not. So uh, I do really like that about him because I don't think there's, there's a lot of guys in the league that speak as freely as he does. Uh, but for the most part, I think the guys have, have said the right things. Uh, now it's about doing the right things. And I don't think it's quite time to hit the panic button, but uh, we're getting close. But they have to, to play with more desperation and urgency like their season's on the line. And I know that's hard to do 10 games in. But if, if they don't look like that type of team from the time the puck drops until the end of Wednesday's game against the Stars, that's going to be a big red flag for me because I, I really thought that that's how they would look uh, against the Oilers on Sunday. And they did for part of the game, but not for the entire game. I know I'm supposed to be saying what, what should we be hopeful for here, but uh, I'm having a hard time with it. Um, there are some players that are playing pretty well, but not enough. And it's tough to win in this league if your best players aren't your best players on a pretty consistent basis. So here's, here's how I'll spin it. If, if this was the Flames' ceiling, if I thought that individually most guys were, were playing to their potential and collectively the team was playing pretty close to their potential and you know, they were 2-6-1, and one, that would be really concerning because that's probably who you are at that point. But there are so many guys who are not playing to their potential and as a result the team isn't. For me, I think they're, they're at their floor right now and they're a long way from their ceiling. But... It's, it starts with each individual player. They've got to look in the mirror and understand that they have to be better and that they can be better and they probably will be better. But every guy has to have that approach. And if, if collectively the guys have that approach moving forward, I think they're going to fight their way back into this. But they better start to do it soon. Yeah, I know I asked you, Derek, about being positive when it comes to the Calgary Flames. And that's something uh, we talked about heading into the season that you know, this team isn't bad enough potentially to be in the lottery with all the names on this team, but if they're trading a Hannafin, if they're trading a Lindholm, the way Huberto and Kadri are playing, Derek, this might be a lottery team this season. And and it's kind of shocking to say, and, and I know a lot of expectations are this team should be challenging for a playoff spot in their division or a wild card, but are we sure that maybe this isn't a lottery team when it's all said and done? Talent-wise or not, not in my opinion. I mean... I still think that this team, and this is not going to sound great with how the season has started, but when I look at this team on paper, not on the ice, but on paper, I think they're built very similarly to how the Golden Knights are built. They don't have a bunch of generational players like Connor McDavid and, and Leon Dreisaitl, and they probably don't even have a Jack Eichel in fairness. But they're a team that should be able to beat you with their depth. Rolling four lines, rolling three pairings um, with at least one really good goaltender, and, and they might have three, but just guys aren't, aren't playing well enough right now. 
Um, Jonathan Huberto had 115 points two seasons ago. And boy, oh boy, has he struggled after getting off to a decent start in the first three or four games. They need a lot more from him. And I think he'd be the first guy to tell you that. And Nazem Kadri finally scored his first goal of the season on, on Sunday evening. They're going to need more from him moving forward. Uh, I think Elias Lindholm hasn't been bad, but he, he can certainly be better. Um, their top guys have to, to pick it up and kind of lead the way. And then I do think that their ability to, to roll through four lines and three pairings, and with the way Jacob Markstrom is playing right now, they could be a tough team to beat because they're not as top-heavy as some others. But it, until their, their top players start performing like they have in the past, then they can't win. The problem with that that comparison for me is that there's there's just nobody on this team who is a Jack Eichel. There's nobody on this team who is a Norris caliber defenseman like Alex Petrangelo. They've they've got what they have between the pipes, but I I don't know if that's realistic saying that they look like the the Golden Knights on paper. I do, and I know that it, that's going to be tough for some to swallow. I've asked people about it around the league. I've asked people about it inside the organization. And, and yeah, they might not have a Jack Eichel, but Jack Eichel is also not Connor McDavid, right? He's, he's a star. I wouldn't even call him a superstar. And the Flames don't have that type of player, but uh, I think you could argue that Elias Lindholm's a better 200-foot centerman than Jack Eichel is. Um, but they still need some more offense from him. So, and as far as Alex Petrangelo, is he better than Rasmus Anderson? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but I would say that there's not a big gap between those two guys. And the Flames have also played the last four games without their number one defenseman. And I hope he's learned a lesson there because they lost all four of those games. And him not being there five on five and on the power play, it really hurt them. So they'll be happy to get him back on Wednesday. But I still, I'm I'm not throwing in the, the towel on this team. I, I look at the talent that they have and I see that most of that talent isn't performing uh, to the best of their ability. And that's what gives me hope moving forward that, you know, the guys uh, hopefully after a couple of days between games here can, uh, can really dig in on Wednesday and, and beat a stars team. That's off to a really good four, one and one start this season. And, yep. you know, at this point, fellas with five straight losses, they're going to have to have some long winning streaks, multiple four five, six game winning streaks to, to get back uh, to where they want to be top three in the division or, uh, into one of the wild card spots in, in the conference. So uh, that all starts Wednesday. Uh, at some point, they're going to have to stop the bleeding here and, and turn the corner. And mm-hmm. you, you can't win five in a row all in one night. You're going to have to start with uh, with a really good, this is going to sound super cliche, but a good shift, good period, good game. Find a way to win. Set the tone. Sorry, I had to throw one in there too. Got to set yeah, the tone. Pucks in deep. Set the tone. Pucks in deep. <laughs> Um, before I let you go, yeah. I want to ask you about your uh, Miami Dolphins. We touched on it a little bit. Is the defense good enough for that team to be a legitimate Super Bowl contender? Oh, yeah, 100%. They're starting to figure out Vic Fangio's scheme. It's taken a little bit of time. It's funny because we've talked about the Flames and how they've changed how they play in the defensive zone. The Dolphins have really changed uh, how they play on defense as well. They got Jalen Ramsey back this week. Uh, he had an interception in his first game. He wasn't supposed to be back until December. So getting him back helps. And they've pretty much bubble-wrapped a bunch of guys. Like Xavier and Howard could have played on Sunday, but they want him to be 100% before he does play. So uh, they'll get him back on, on defense, on offense. They won't get uh, Devon A-Chain back until after the bye. But 
It, uh, it sounds like Teron Armstead could come back this week, and Connor Williams probably will be back this week. They've been playing without three-fifths of, of their starting offensive line, and they're still putting up quite a few points and still winning games. So uh, we know the offense is explosive, uh, and the defense is starting to come around here. They're starting to get some more pressure on the quarterback, too, with Bradley Chubb and Jalen Phillips and, and others. So, yeah, big game coming up on Sunday morning. Uh, I'm going to have to get up early, guys, yeah. like you do Monday to Friday. But uh, uh, it's the battle for the top seed in the AFC between the 6-2 and two Dolphins and the 6-2 and two Chiefs, who cost me uh, my only loss on an 11-game parlay on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Like, really? How do they lose to the Broncos? But why are you throwing such chalky pick on your 11-game parlay? It didn't even add to your parlay, really. No, you only I, have yourself I, to I blame. Modified spreads. Okay. I, I all right. Uh, okay. All right. And a half. It wasn't uh, money yeah. lines. It was modified. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But still, 11 game parlays. Uh, that's why uh, those sports books in Vegas was built on those types of bets. Um, yeah, but you it, put down five bucks and it's uh, you get quite a bit back if, if you win. I, I, I usually win one of those a year. So. Okay. All right. Yeah. Derek Wills, uh, Derek Wolfman, uh, Wolfgang. Wolfman, Wolfgang, same thing. Uh, Will's the voice of the Calgary Flames. He'll have the broadcast tomorrow. Uh, thanks for this, pal. Happy Halloween, everybody. All right. There he is. Voice of the Flames on Sportsnet 960. That guy, I'm guessing, big chocolate bars. Really? That's what I'm going to guess. Out in Cochrane? Out in Cochrane. Okay. There was, there was, that was always the house you had to hit, the ones who were actually giving out the full-size chocolate bars. You're like, what? Like, you would keep track of which neighbors moved out of their homes in the off-season so you knew mm. if that was still going to be a hot spot to hit. No question that full chocolate bars was clutch, and mm-hmm. I've also mentioned this on this show. The houses that were handing out cans of pop. So I have clutch. something on this. There's so a video clutch. floating around on Twitter today, maybe TikTok, but it's made its way to Twitter. Of a family here in Calgary that's giving out two-liter pop bottles for Halloween. What? I'd be kind of pissed. That's a lot. That's pretty heavy. Two-liter bottles? Pretty heavy for like a a six-year-old hauling that thing around. What if you you end up at that house like second or third of the night? You get this three-year-old... Dressed Two up like liter bottles of pop. Dressed up like Ken or Barbie and trying to carry around this bottle of pop or something like that. Mm. Posterous. That's a lot. Ridiculous. But like the kids who are like 11, 12, thirst quencher for sure. You're yeah, going to drink that in one sitting. Down the <laughs> Can you imagine? Your kids yeah. come back from Halloween. Did you oh, have any jacked up candy? On Mountain no, Dew? No, but I had two liters of orange soda. Yeah, a Mountain oh, Dew. Oh, good. Great. Um, Straight ahead. Text line's filled. Mm. We've been asking you all morning, what is the horror movie that best describes the Calgary season, uh, Calgary Flame season thus far? A lot of good answers out there. We'll get to those next. It's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan. It's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan. Live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. A lot of text messages on Derek Wills' interview there. Derek trying to put a positive spin on the season. That's what he does. Mm-hmm. Fine. Yep. It's okay being positive. Uh huh. I'm, I'm I'm not really buying his Golden Knights mm. Flames comparison. Not going to lie about that. But there's some some similarities and some differences. Really? Yeah. Like they both play in the Pacific. Mm. They both are NHL teams. They both have animals as mascots. Okay. 
I like Chance a lot. Chance is a good guy. I like Chance. Yeah. yeah. He's a, a healer lizard. He's a healer monster. Healer uh, monster. Uh, there's the Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. What? The name escapes me. I think it's... Uh, healer monster? Team? Is it double team? Excuse me? Or a hard target. I think it's hard target. Okay. They're like, uh, why did they call you Chance? He goes, because my mother took one. <laughs> Chance. Wow. Well written. Well written. Listen. Nice. Good yeah, job. Yeah, hard target. Yes! Yeah. Well, great played, mullet in that movie, too. Chance, uh, was it Boudreaux? Chance Boudreaux. Chance Boudreaux. If that is, in fact, your real name. Yeah, right on. Hard Target. Forget watching a Halloween movie tonight. Watch Hard Target. Oh, Chance Boudreaux. Sorry. Hey, if you want yeah, a trick-or-treat, Jack 96.9 is out right now in front yeah. of the uh, City TV studios handing out some goods. Don't swear. I think you have to go on the air. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, I just hate that so much. Um, but yeah, uh, then, yeah, you can go grab some candy. Say hi to Mark. He's wearing a, a Mr. Incredibles costume that... I th- think he should be filled in a little bit more, but it's fine. It's a little <laughs> bit loose. I thought he's not supposed to wear those things because uh, the writers strike. We're saying don't wear any characters That's from fair. movies. Well, yeah, because, the writers well, are it's back. The actors strike. The actors, actors are strike. Right. Oh right, the writers are back. The writers are the back. Actors are back. Oh okay, whatever. Fair. <laughs> um, poor actors in Hollywood. Uh, they don't make any coin. Um, we've been asking you. Speaking of movies and film. Um, what is the horror movie that best describes the Calgary Flame season thus far? Mm. We've had a lot of answers. Um, Groundhog Day's popped up a few times. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I like Groundhog Day. Um, Bill Murray's great in it. Andy McDowell. Yeah. He's great. But it's not a horror movie. No, it's not. No. It's like a family drama. I don't uh, No. I don't know. What would it's, you call it's a that? Comedy. Like a, okay. It's a comedy. It's good. It's lighthearted. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just about somebody who constantly relives the same day over and over again. Which sounds horrifying, <laughs> really. Unless it's an awesome day. Yeah, there's they're different ways to go about it. Yeah, It's an interesting exercise as far as how reckless will I be today there, if there I'm is, going to just do this all over there again. There is a horror movie that's like that, and it's one of the suggested ones. Now, oh, then really? again, yes. you do have to think about, like, if I die during the day, do I still wake up again? How yes. reckless can I be? Well, you can. That's Happy Death Day. That's it. That's the movie. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I don't remember her name, but she's lovely, too. The blonde in that movie. Very lovely. I, also, I'm Andy Samberg did the same movie, Palm Springs, I think it's called. It's yes. very same, like, yeah. Groundhog Day premise. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Actually, I quite enjoyed that one. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was really good. It was a little bit more of an indie film. It wasn't a big yeah. budget mm-hmm. for that one. That I was really it. good. I thought yeah. it was good. Yeah. All right. Uh, are, did, are we using Texty? Yeah. Okay. He's got a new voice, though. Oh, okay. Oh. He's got a Halloween voice? He's got a spooky English voice. Okay, spooky English voice. That's not the accent I think of when I think of spooky. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll um, Maybe our, it sounds spooky coming out of the computer. Okay. Sportsnet 960, the fan text reading robot is Texty McTexterson, a spooky Halloween version yeah, mm-hmm. of him. We're asking you, uh, what movie, horror movie, best describes the flame season thus far? Oh, Texty. Chris in Cochrane. Oh. Blair Witch. Or maybe that's just my head that's shaking when I watch the flames. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice, because it's a handheld film. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Shake camp. Yeah. So I uh, went to the movies and watched just The Blair Witch. Shake. How many people had to leave to rip it? I uh, I sat in the front row oh. of Blair Witch. Oh, the shaky, because it was busy and I got packed. there late. Oh, okay. 
And I just sit in the front row like a sucker. Yeah. Not a pleasurable movie experience. Yeah, I was going to say, I would have hated that. Yeah. (laughs) Where was that? There was that Apocalypse movie that was also filmed in a similar light. Yeah. Couldn't do that one either. Oh, Cloverfield. Yeah, Cloverfield made me feel very uneasy. Mm. Nauseous? Yeah. I did like Cloverfield. Okay. The movie itself was good, but I didn't like the style. It just... All filmed on a... Too fast. The only thing I remember about the Blair Witch Project is the part where she's talking to the camera and she has the giant booger in her nose. (laughs) Never watched the Blair Witch, okay. believe it or because not. Because you're not a scary movie guy. No, because I'm a coward. Okay. Uh, Blair Witch. All right. Yeah, at the Blair end, Witch. Witch. Yeah, at yeah, the end. I'm like, out. Sorry. You have to turn around because the witch kills you because she doesn't want you watching her kill somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Very spooky. <laughs> yeah. That's All right. Next one. I don't like that. Kevin in Calgary. Carrie, everybody just picks on everybody until it all burns down. <laughs> okay. Yeah, all right. Who's covered in blood at the prom uh, if we're talking about Carrie? Oh, Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Ever seen Carrie? No, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you've seen a lot of these movies. No, I like I said off the top, like horror movies. No, I would. I avoid them at all costs. Yeah, you're like a you're like a Disney Plus kind of guy. Yeah, give you me watch s- your like nerdy Star Sci-fi, Wars stuff. Yeah, fantasy like the Mandalorian. Like that's yeah. more your wheelhouse. Yeah, Loki season two's out right sure. now. Really enjoying that. Yep. Scary movie. American Horror Story. Hard pass. Okay. Could not have noped out of that any quicker. Uh, Larry, uh, Larry, Larry Gaga. Lady Gaga. Larry. <laughs> Stupid <laughs> Larry. <laughs> Larry Gaga. Great artist, Larry Gaga. Great show in Vegas. A residency in Vegas. Larry oh, really? Yeah. Where does she play? She's in America Horns. Uh, Lady Gaga. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, did a great job in that. All right. What else we got? We have. Yes. Tom in Pincher Creek. Is there a horror flick called Dog? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I, I don't know. think so, Let Tom. Me get on IMDb and see what I can find here. <laughs> I don't like. I don't think so, Tom. Let me just type in dog. I'm say no. Maybe do I use a synonym here, or do I just go for it? I'm gonna just go for it. IMDb. Yeah, I'm gonna say no. Yeah, I don't think there is on that one. But uh, Tom's a little frustrated with the flame season so far. Mm-hmm. Mm. Maybe deservedly so. He's a little frustrated. It's fine. Yeah. Mm, yeah, no. No dog. No, it's no not dog coming ass? up. No. Okay. Uh, right. Dog S Town is a short film from oh. 2018. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't think that's the movie he was referring to. No, I don't. It's, it does. No, because the town is not the problem. I think it's the team. Okay. Mm. All right. Okay. Joseph in Calgary, the best horror movie relating to the flames, the fog, because it stays the same no matter the direction you run, danger just behind you. Oh, the fog. The fog. Yeah. Like that, that word sounded that was very little... similar to another. Yeah. F word. It was... Because it stays okay. the same. Yeah, okay. No okay. What's well, good? Don't it play is the it fog. Again. The fog. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. That's pretty good. <laughs> Close side. Like the, the fog of this team not being able to scoring a goal just chases you all the time. At some point, there's go if if it keeps going. Or the like offense this, is in a fog. If it's going to keep going like this, game days are going to feel like the fog is closing in as yep. the hours creep nearer to puck drop, and we have to watch the games. Yeah. But that that I don't know if yet. I'm gonna. Maybe. Hey, there's, there's some encroaching dread. Sure. Hey, do you remember when the Flames scored 10 goals in a preseason game? Yeah, that was so cool. <laughs> remember life that? was so good. Remember, remember was, everybody was life, life so was full so of good. optimism? 
The Sharks still game. haven't scored 10 goals this year. Yeah, that's <laughs> horrifying. Do you remember that, how good everyone was, felt? That was against the Canucks, and the Canucks have run roughshod over everybody since. And so. I kept saying, I don't, I could care less what this team does in preseason. Just show me in the regular season. Yeah, they're but hey, you. Do you remember when they beat the Canucks 10 nothing? <laughs> yes. Okay. Great. No, it's but, very, but, very nice. But again, the, the fa- everybody felt good about that game. Yeah, you should. It was a 10 nothing game, George. Yeah. It was the first preseason game of the season. It was fun. There was reason to get excited about it. That's what I mean. Yeah. That, that just, it just feels like a long time ago. They started now. On it started It was a long time ago. Yeah, it feels That's like why. a very long time ago. <laughs> yeah, it was ago. like forever ago. Yeah. Okay, great. It was like a month ago. Great preseason win. Brett from Calgary. Happy Death Day. The movie where the girl relives her death every day. Yep. Great movie. Yeah, great movie. The second one, they not did so the much. The second one is just not so why? much. You had a good thing going. The original one was good. Yeah, it was. I enjoyed the first one. Didn't watch it. Oh, it's not see. even a gruesome horror. Yeah, movie. no, it's it's not. It's kind of funny. It's a yeah. it's a dark comedy. It's a dark actually. comedy. You yeah. should actually watch it. You would enjoy it. I think. Which one is this, sir? Happy Happy Death, Death Day. Day. You only watch the first one. You don't have to watch the Happy second Death one. Happy Death Day. Mm. Uh, I just, I'd rather not. Huh. Uh, it's just where you keep living, reliving your death over and over 6. again. 6.6 IMDb written here. That's good. That's good. Not great. No, it's good. I th- I thought For it was a movie released good. in the last decade? I've definitely right. seen parts of this film just watching the trailer right now. This is definitely played in my house, and I've promptly left the room. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Does it got scary for you? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, the big baby mask. Get... Yeah, I've, yep. seen, I've seen I've seen a significant amount of this film, I okay. believe. It's pretty good. I've definitely seen the ending of this movie. Yeah, it's pretty good. Sean in Capitol Hill. The flame season best resembles the ring. If Jonathan Hubbardo crawls out of the TV like that little girl, I will S my pants again. <laughs> the ring is, Wait, yeah. Again? Yeah, that was a yeah. sneaky again in there. The Wait, ring. Hold on. Little on that girl, TV. I will S my pants again. Yeah. Mm, okay. Like I... I was staring at the TV when they played the uh, the Rangers. No, it was the Blues game. I was staring at the TV like it was the ring, just with my mouth open, just watching the pictures. Yeah. That's essentially what it felt like. Mm-hmm. That was a tough watch. The Blues game was the toughest watch of oh yeah that, the season. The Blues sure. game was the toughest game of the season because they, they it's not like they were skating around making great plays too. That was just a. That game felt like early 2000s dead puck era NHL. And now you've got the Heritage Classic and, oh, the 5 1 and 1 Dallas Stars coming yeah. to town. Should be fun. Right on. I'm, the, Jake Ottinger's fine. I'm sure, the Flames fans have no PTSD when it comes to that. One of the netminders in the NHL with five starts and a minus two goals against average. Oh, okay. Goals against sub two, not sub minus two. two. Well, yeah, that's right. Wedley and Bridalwood. Mm. So. The fan base is getting tortured so many ways by this team. <laughs> How many saws have there been now? I think there's another one 43? coming. Three. There's been a ton of saws. Saw franchise. Yeah, but you are getting saw, tortured saw in many ways. Came out in yeah, saw ten just came out. Yeah. Uh, the I, I only saw the original. I've seen the first five. I think. Well, <laughs> yeah. wow, you're dedicated. They're so quick, and they're all, I think all on Netflix, and you can just roll through them like they're yeah, like an hour thirty. The same thing every time. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're just coming up with weird ways to kill people. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the thing. Like, just the way these games go down in all different fashions, and it all comes back to the same result: the loss. Who's Jigsaw on this team? Is it Tree Living? <laughs> 
Yeah, because he's gone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just where are Maybe. you? Yeah. where are you? <laughs> Maybe then that could. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> just, okay. Yeah, we can draw a loose connection there. Yeah. <laughs> Rob Calgary, the butterfly effect. No matter how the flames try and change for the better, it just keeps getting down worse. <laughs> That's a good movie, too. I can't remember the butterfly effect. That is a good movie. Ashton Kutcher. Is yeah. that the idea that, like, you know, one you thing You try happens... to change something, but it always ends up being the end, which potentially could be missing the playoffs here, which would be terrifying. Yeah, it's the definition of insanity, like, please... doing the same thing over and over. and Like, please don't. We none of us want to watch lame duck hockey in March. Mm-hmm. Like we want to be like the Buffalo Sabers the last twelve years, mm-hmm. where you're watching well outside of last season. But nothing's worse than watching lame duck hockey in March, and then just putting all our focus into the trade deadline. Nobody wants that here. Nope. We want to see relevant games in March and April, where the team potentially can get into the playoffs. Because at least those games are exciting. Yep. And they're nail biting. Nobody wants the team, but. Um, there are a lot of people on the text line who would love to see the Flames way out of the playoffs and trying to lose as many games as possible around that time of year to improve their draft pick, which ultimately is a lottery anyway. Mm-hmm. And this also isn't a Connor Bedard, Connor McDavid type no, of year. No, but... it's not. But uh, as uh, as Malcolm said earlier this week, uh, there have been people watching, or last week, uh, Macklin Celebrini. Uh, he's good. He's exciting. Yeah, there's a couple of guys, obviously. It's but the, the NHL Sharks, draft. But... Sharks have last place. They have that on lock. It's going to be tough for <laughs> them. The best not... odds, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be tough for them not to be dead last in the NHL. Oh, eight and one with yeah. nine goals terrible. for yeah. minus 26 goals against differential. Yeah, not good. Uh, Flames, are, Flames are second worst in the league at minus 15. Yeah. Oh. Dave in Red Deer. Pretty sure the Flames season is nightmare on Elm Street 1, 2, and 3, or however many there are. <laughs> Is the one is number one the one where you, like the person gets thrown in their waterbed? Yeah, it's Johnny Depp. Yeah, yeah. the waterbed scene. Have you ever slept on a waterbed? Uh, horrifying. No. <laughs> Why is it horrifying? Horrifying. It's moving all over the damn. Yeah, it's place. supposed to be comfortable. But, you know, it's not. No, My it's buddy, supposed to be really bad for your back. <laughs> My buddy slept on a waterbed. Like for years when we were like were elementary thing, and high man. school. Yeah, he loved thing. his water bed. Yeah, yeah. Like, I had a friend whose older brother had a water bed, but mm. by the time it was time for us to get into anything bigger Sprung than a, leak. a double, oh. the water beds were firmly out. Also, my parents would have never even entertained the oh, idea. Oh, God, no. Not a chance in HE double hockey mm. sticks, George. Uh, let's do one more. Okay. Bob in Calgary. Armageddon. Daryl Sutter plays Bruce Willis, and the asteroid is the flames. Because <laughs> he tried to blow it up? Yeah. And he did. And like, what about it. that part where Bruce Willis just rips, rips him off? Give that to Stamper. Because it's that easy just to rip off a patch off a spacesuit yeah. when they allegedly go to space. Like, how? Like, when they just rip it right off and hand it to him. So Especially mad. because you have nothing to create force off of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um... Thanks for all your text messages. Yeah. And just apologies to the ones we couldn't get to. There were just so many of them. Like, tomorrow's a Flames game day. There's one more. Okay. Dave in Calgary. Final destination. They're not dead yet, but you know it's coming. <laughs> oh, boy, Dave. <sighs> Happy Halloween. Yeah, you're like, which one is yeah. it? Who's ooh, next? Ooh. Oh, boy. Happy Halloween. Stay safe Hope out there, everybody. Trucks. Watch out for the kitties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Doing their trick or treating and stuff. Yeah, they'll be, be careful out, out there. Out in the boot. 
Be all careful. Jacked up on two liters of Mountain Dew. Yes. And the weather will be nice. House. So there yeah. will be a lot of them. Good. Yeah. Um, what do you got coming up at Mucho Big Show? Uh, Maddie Marchese, do a little uh, NFL trade deadline special. Just one trade so oh, yeah. far yesterday. But, Deadlines uh, at what? Two o'clock two today? Two o'clock yeah. Mountain yeah. Time. Should have mentioned that the, in the morning uh, report. Will be the NFL trade deadline. Busy last year. We'll see what happens here. Maybe Minnesota was talking with New Orleans about Jameis Winston. Mm. So, maybe uh, Washington trades Chase Young. Perhaps. One of uh, Montez Sweat. Mm. Very interesting. I like tonight's sports schedule. I'm not going to have to be as scatterbrained. It's simple. It's narrow. There's three things. World Series, two hockey games. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. Maybe some NBA. I'm going to mix it. Tickles your NBA fancy. For sure. uh, I don't know what the slate is like. I know we have one game coming up tonight at 830 on Sportsnet 360. You don't want to miss this game, though. You don't. Uh, no, it's going to be a great game. All right. Magic uh, Clippers. Oh, wow. No James Harden. No James Harden. Who plays for the Magic? I don't know. There's uh, some good ooh, players. Ooh, ooh, Franz Paulo Wagner. Boncaro. Yeah. yeah. Boncaro, he played last night. Yeah. They just narrowly lost Suggs, yeah. who the Raptors were going to take. Yeah. Jalen out of Gonzaga. Yeah. yeah. Markel Fultz. Yeah. Plays for them, too. Sure. Former first overall pick. Oh, my man. Uh, the Australian. Inglis. Oh, yes. Joe. Joe, Joe Inglis. Inglis. Yes. The Australian. He, he plays the for them, too. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Jerry Harris, who played for the Utah Jazz. The Magic Kingdom. There you go. That's who plays for the Magic. You learn something new every day. (laughs) Hey, GVP. Um, (laughs) Yep. Um, Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, wherever you get your favorite podcatcher. Uh, We'll talk to you tomorrow. We'll tee up the flames and stars. Have a terrific Halloween, everybody. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.